0: Welcome back to the studio, Rose. You know what? I'm so excited to have you here because you are the first guest to appear on the show two times. And you know what we're doing today? We are celebrating the one year anniversary of everything allegedly. Isn't that great? How extraordinary! You know, I just so enjoyed your first appearance on the show, and, um, well, I hope you did. Was it as good for you as it was for me? And it was. It really was. Well, thank you. That's really kind of you. So what do you think about the studio? You know, we've kind of made some upgrades around here. It's looking pretty good, right? And it looks the same as it did the last time I saw it. Jeez, cut me some slack, Rose. It's a work in progress, all right? I'm doing the best I can. Plus it's you weren't even here that long ago. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Welcome back to Everything Allegedly. My name is Sean, and uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me. I thank you every week because that's just kind of the way it evolved, uh, the show opening. and um, But I like that, and, uh, and I especially want to thank you this week. This is episode number 26, and because this show comes out once every two weeks, and there are 52 weeks in a year... Well, that means that we are at the one year mark. I know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been a year. It feels like I just started doing this show. And uh, it's been it's it's worked very well. And I want to thank you so much for making that happen because the very <laughs> small amount of uh, marketing and whatever influencering that I do, on social media and whatnot, it's certainly not the reason why the show has grown because it has. So that must be due to uh, people sharing the show and, uh, you know, rates, reviews, all that good stuff that helps the show grow gives an extra little nudge to the algorithm. And so, you know what? If you're listening to this show and you haven't done those things, I would really encourage you to do so because it would help out a lot and I would really appreciate it. So if you can rate the show, if you can review the show, it really does help, actually. I've learned a lot in this uh, last year, kind of about how the podcasting world works, how the uh, how the shows grow, how they how they get uh, we'll call it shadow banned, all that kind of stuff. Because I have <laughs> I've certainly had my experience getting banned from platforms. If you've been listening from the beginning, you'll know that I lost my Twitter account essentially the week before this show went live. So. There was no real way for me to uh, promote it meaningfully because that was the only social media account that I had was uh, was Twitter. That was the only one with a real following, anyway. So since then, I have tried to build up another uh, Twitter account with a uh, with a burner tablet, and uh, you know it's it's grown very slowly. I think the algorithms are getting better at detecting dissidents or something. And I uh, have an Instagram, but I'm not on Instagram very much. Yeah, it's just kind of like mindless scrolling and I kind of have better things to do. It's okay, but um, it's more like, uh, it's, it's more like uh, adult babysitting. It's basically how I feel about uh, Instagram. But then Minds, I got to give a big shout out to Minds, the uh, social media platform where where it's going very well so far, obviously no, uh, uh, banning or, or, uh, even shadow banning or anything like that going on over there because my, my reach over there continues to grow. The show continues to grow and, um, it's a good platform for, uh, you know, good, uh, back and forth. There's a decent mix of people on there. You know, I'm not going to go join parlor or, <laughs> or truth or, or one of these social media platforms where, uh, where I guess Republicans just uh, tell each other how great they are. But, uh, you know, Mines seems to be a good mix with that. So if you haven't already, head on over to uh, Mines and make a page. And I think you'll find that the content there is pretty good. I certainly have enjoyed my time there so far. So big shout out to Mines. Thank you guys who make that happen. Now, I want to do some, I don't know, house cleaning type stuff some just uh, show inside baseball stuff. And then I want to recap the episodes that uh, have been done on this show so far, because maybe my opinions about things have changed. Um, And I I didn't really go through that. I I didn't make notes on each episode because I kind of want to get an authentic reaction, sort of like I did on the 30 Conspiracy Theories show. In fact, that's one of the most popular episodes of this show. So uh, I figured I would just I printed out the list and I will go through them and kind of react to the, uh, to the uh, to the episode and uh, see if I have any thoughts on it, how things may have changed if anything pertinent has happened since the episode came out because I know with a few of them, that definitely is the case. And, um, and I've learned a lot. I've definitely learned a lot. When I set out, To do this show, excuse me. When I set out to do this show, I wasn't uh, necessarily looking to, you know, get millions of downloads or uh, to grow the show, to become famous, to become Joe Rogan or anything like that. It certainly is nice to get those downloads and those listens because. Um, it, it is nice to share this information with, uh, with you guys and hopefully you learn something from it. But you know what? When I set out to do this, what I really wanted to do was learn these things for myself because doing this show and there you go. That, <laughs> uh, I had to cut it there because, um, as you know, if you've been listening, I do this show in my basement and I think the dishwasher. <laughs> Just finished the cycle And the pipes drained That are right next to my head So anyway, back back to what I was saying See, normally I try and make sure None of that stuff is going to happen But uh, this episode is just kind of off the cuff So anyway, uh, apologize for the cut there And uh, the draining pipes If you heard it But anyway, back to what I was saying I learn a lot by doing this show I really do And um, that was the main goal for doing this show, kind of in the way that if you read something um, and and then you write it down, you learn a lot better than if you just read it. If you write it down and you kind of process it through those different channels in your brain, you retain it, you learn it a lot better. And so that's what I was looking to do. I was looking to take all of this information that finds its way into my brain and sort of filter it in a way that would help me learn and help me to... I don't know. Synthesize the information, and then also, why not get it out to uh, to the rest of you? Because I might have something important to say. I don't know, and um, and I've learned I've learned a lot on the way. That was it is a helpful exercise doing this show. The one that I can think of right offhand, uh, something that comes to mind is in the uh, COVID episode, the uh, COVID the scam, the uh, episode that came out. Well, I don't know a couple months ago, and. Um, in that episode, I tried to substantiate the claims that I had heard over and over and over by conservative or, you know, alternative media, but call them pundits or show hosts or influencers, whatever you want to call them. These um, these people who make a, a, a lot of claims about COVID, most of them accurate, I would assume. But the one claim was that there were specific dollar figures that were being awarded to hospitals for performing certain COVID uh, protocol. So essentially, if you went into the hospital and uh, took a COVID test and it was positive, the hospital got, you know, $30,000 or whatever. And then if they uh, gave you an overnight stay, it was another X amount of dollars. And then if they put you on a ventilator, it was another $100,000 or whatever. I heard those claims a lot. Now, I wasn't able to substantiate any of those on my own. And I did mention that in the episode. Because I had heard it so many times, but during my uh, research, I couldn't actually find any of it other than the statements made by the alternative uh, media. Voices, so you know it's good because I, I feel a little bit differently about that specific aspect. I don't think COVID was totally legitimate or anything, but you know I like to refine the things that I know and uh, make sure that they're accurate. So anyway, that's an example of how uh, when I set out to do this show because I wanted to do it for my my own experience and my own knowledge. Well, there you go. That is one of those experiences. So I want to do a little bit of housekeeping and I want to go through. Um, All of the episodes, but we got to start with the song. (laughs) We've definitely got to start with the song that opens this show. I've actually had quite a few people ask about it, and I don't know if they're asking for a good reason or for a bad reason, because I will be the first one to admit that that intro song, as badass as it is, well, it doesn't really sound very good, does it? No, it doesn't. It's not the most high fidelity. It's not the most polished. It's not the most pretty intro song, but you know what? That's the one I've got because that's basically the only version of that song that exists. Now, back before the first episode of this show even dropped, I was thinking about how I want the show to feel, how I want it to sound. And, um, And that song came to mind. That opening uh, uh, intro song is a song called Rapture. And it's by a band called Gadnium. And when I thought of that song, when it popped into my brain, I had to have it. I'm like, that is the exact sound I want for the show. Well, then became the trouble. (laughs) Because this band Gadnium, who I knew about, And I just kind of figured a lot of people did. Well, it turns out almost nobody does. Almost nobody knows anything really about them. The band is from a similar area to where I grew up in Southern California. And they were around in the 80s. So it was these four guys. And this was kind of like an 80s thrash metal band. And they were... From the beach area, either uh, San Juan Capistrano, Dana Point area, something like that. And this was kind of back from that that golden era of surf. You know, if you don't know this, uh, you might look at surfers today and think that they were all these like uh, crunchy granola hippie types. Always. But that's that's not actually how it was. In the 80s, uh, surfers were like punks. And they were a little bit more gangster and they were a little bit tougher. If you've seen the movie uh, Point Break, uh, there is uh, a a couple of like uh, meth dealing surfers. I think one of those guys is played by a flea of red hot chili pepper and uh, peppers, excuse me. And and anyway, that should give you some idea of maybe what what the surf culture looked like in the eighties. And anyway, I think this band Gadnium from, from what I can gather, I think they were sort of in that uh, vein of, of uh, hair metal slash uh, almost like a precursor to grunge and uh, a little bit of punk notes in there, but uh, definitely surf punk is how I would Describe them uh, like 80s thrash, surf, metal. We'll call it that. Anyway, there's a lot of descriptors, and it's because if you listen to the band's catalog, it's really hard to nail them down. Their style was kind of all over the place. And in fact, the song that I chose for the intro of this, called Rapture, uh, it's actually not even the intro of the song. I had actually heard the song broken up and not complete, and in order, which sounds weird, right? Because normally you listen to a song from the beginning to the end. And so obviously you hear the song (laughs) in its original form, but that's not actually the way I knew the song. See, because in addition to growing up in Orange County, where the uh, surf punks (laughs) of the eighties were uh, running around, I also grew up In the Inland Empire, which I mentioned on this show, which is basically the Valley of the Dirt. And uh, in Southern California, if uh, if surf punks were what was going on in the 80s in Orange County, then Mad Max is what was going on in the Inland Empire in the 80s. Because let me tell you, it's just the, the Valley of the Dirt. And so what do you do when you got a bunch of dirt? You ride dirt bikes. Dirt bikes were the cool thing to do when I was a kid. I had dirt bikes. I rode dirt bikes. I love them. I it was like my life when I was a teenager. And there was a set of films out there called Crusty Demons of Dirt. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with this culture, you're probably thinking this sounds a little bit weird. Anyway, Crusty Demons of Dirt had a bunch of films. I think they're my gosh, over 20 of them now, maybe, but they came out when I was a teenager. And so this song, Gadnium or Rapture by Gadnium, was actually featured on Crusty Demons of Dirt Part Two. But the producers of that film took the song and they cut it up and they used different parts of the song um, out of order. And um, they did a really good job because the the film sounds really cool, but because they used the, the song all cut up and not in the right order, I thought I knew the song, but I didn't really. So anyway, when I went down the rabbit hole to find this song for the podcast, whoa, I had a really hard time because that song, Rapture, that you hear at the beginning of the show, it doesn't exist. It was never- actually released so as far as uh you know the internet is concerned it basically doesn't even exist but what happened was i was able to reach out to uh to one of the band members i actually found one of the band members a guy named shane who was the guitarist for this band gadnium and um, i was corresponding with him for a while over facebook and he directed me to a soundcloud page that actually had this song, um, uploaded. So some, uh, uh, heavy metal music fan actually had a demo tape because this song was never recorded formally. And so this guy had this demo tape and he put the song on SoundCloud. So shout out to uh, you guy on SoundCloud who uploaded it, who I've also been, uh, corresponding with quite a bit since then. But, um, Anyway, that's why the song sounds so bad in the intro of this show because it is essentially, as far as I can tell, and trust me, me, my brother, basically everyone that I could get on the case was looking for this song and it just doesn't exist. There's this one singular version of the song on SoundCloud put there by a fan from the demo tape. (laughs) <laughs> so, I bet you didn't think there was that cool of a story to go along with the intro of this show. but you know what, there really is. So anyway, as far as uh, as far as I can tell, because uh, there's not a lot of information about the band Gadnium, uh, they really only ever formally recorded two songs, and those songs are part of a, um, like a compilation album. And it's called South Orange County's Trail of Destruction. And it was put out by a record label of that time. Oddly enough, when I say record label, that's that's exactly what it was. It was on a record. And I was able to find that vinyl and purchase it. And I got, well, I got all the songs off of it, but I also got the two gadnium songs. So at the end of this episode, I am going to play for you one of the only uh, of the only two songs that were ever formally recorded and released by this band, Gadnium, that uh, has meant so much to me because of how much they influenced, uh, influenced the uh, kind of extreme sports culture that I grew up in. And um, I just, you know, I want to give a shout-out to them. I've never talked to most of these guys. In fact, the gentleman, Shane, who was the guitarist, he has had... No contact with the rest of the band. They broke up shortly after the compilation came out uh, at some time in the 80s. And so, you know, uh, Mike Quartz or uh, uh, Jimmy Van Gellen or Mark Anthony and uh, to you, uh, Shane Yusugi, you know what? Uh, Big shout out to you guys. Thank you for making some cool music. If nobody else has told you how much they appreciate it. I really do, because that song in the intro, that song Rapture, such juicy guitar licks. Oh my gosh, it just it just hits right. So anyway, uh, the reason it's so bad is because of that one version. I actually had that version, um, you know, the original, the one that's on SoundCloud is even worse, because I had that version, um, a guy in Germany actually... He uh, touched it up and um, tried to clean up the audio, which he did. But what you're hearing is the uh, cleaned up version. Anyway, I have tried to buy the demo tape off of the guy who owns it, who has it on SoundCloud. But uh, he doesn't want to sell it. So anyway, that's the intro we've got right now. And that's the way it's going to stay. Because that's the best version I could get. And if by some slim chance any of you out there are listening and have a gadnium tape... (laughs) <laughs> I doubt it, but uh, you be sure to uh, let me know about that. Anyway, so that's the intro song, and so big shout out to those guys. And um, let's get into some of the episodes that uh, that have been done on the uh, on the show, and um, you know what has changed over the last year and how these episodes have evolved. So the first show that I did was an introduction episode. It came out on October 8th of last year. And um, I had a lot of fun doing that one because I didn't have any kind of, you know, goal in mind for what I wanted to talk about. I just got to talk about what I wanted to do with the show and um, how I wanted to have fun with it. And at that time, um, and, and for quite a few more episodes, actually, the show was called... Conspiracy Guide, and I originally chose that name, Conspiracy Guide, because I wanted to guide people through conspiracies. I think what you'll find when you look through the conspiracy theory world is you'll find a lot of people who are um, all out, like just full on, uh, you know, if it's a conspiracy theory, they're into it. Doesn't matter. Um, and that's not to say I'm not into it, but I'll say they believe it. So, you know, if it's, you know, whatever UFOs from outer space and, uh, cryptozoology, like Bigfoot and, uh, just everything, uh, you know, they believe it. And then on the other side, you'll have people who actually really do (laughs) believe these things. I can tell they believe them, but they actually will act like they don't. And, uh, these are people like, uh, Dave Smith come to mind uh, because Dave Smith and uh, even oh what's the guy from Anti War oh I'm blanking on his name. Ugh. Anyway, I will uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that in if, uh, if if I think of it. Anyway, so you know the, these guys you'll hear them uh, uh, talk about uh, alternative. Uh, takes on topics, but they'll always throw in a caveat. They'll always say, oh, well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, and then they'll they'll go on to, you know, tell you how, you know, the government is perpetuating all this evil around the world, but then, you know, you're crazy for thinking there could have been explosives in the Twin Tower. Uh, that one comes to mind because, you know, people like Dave Smith, whom I really like. I really, really like the take he has on a lot of stuff. But these people are saving face. They, uh, they have a brand to protect. And they do this because they don't want to stir the pot too much. And so what they will do is they will say, oh, well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but. And, you know, that's to, to try and lend themselves legitimacy to both sides. And when I set out to do this show, I called it Conspiracy Guide because I didn't want to run from that. I didn't want to run from the term conspiracy theorist because I am a conspiracy theorist and um, I take pride in that. I don't care if anyone calls me that. Um, I don't really care if anyone calls me anything for that matter. But uh, anyway, that's why I called it Conspiracy Guide at the beginning. I ended up changing that and a little bit of rebranding because I don't think that that title worked as well as I thought it would when I chose it. But anyway, that was the idea behind that. Uh, episode two was about my sobriety, and you know what? A year later, I'm still sober. In fact, I just passed nine years, so, so anyway, um, you know, this podcast is kind of like the second time in my life that I have decided to commit to something for a year, no matter what. I did that with this podcast, and I did that with sobriety. The first year I got sober, I decided, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it for a year, and if it sucks, I don't have to do it for the rest of my life, but I'm going to try it for one year, no matter how bad it sucks. I'm going to do it for a year, and I'm not going to quit. Well, I am going to quit. I'm not going to quit quitting. So anyway, I did that, and uh, here I am uh, nine years later, still sober. And um, I did that with the podcast. I said, you know what? Even if the show sucks, even if nobody listens to it, I'm going to do it for a year. So here we are. We're at the one-year episode, and I don't think I'm going to stop because I'm enjoying it just like I am sobriety. So the next episode was uh, the food episode. And the food episode, I did food right away because I'm so passionate about the topic of food, because as you know, or as you should know, we are being poisoned. We are being absolutely poisoned by the stuff we consume, especially here in the, in the Western world and, and in the USA in particular. The USA in particular, we have some of the most poisonous food on the planet. <clears throat> Excuse me, probably coughing because of the food I've been eating. But anyway, uh, you know, when you think about the amount of food we eat, versus things like medications or toxins we breathe in the air the amount of food we consume is orders of magnitude higher so the the number one route of poisoning and destroying our health is the food and so it's absolutely imperative that we understand our food and where it comes from and what is in it very very important and i think i gave a nice little overview in that food episode. I haven't listened to it, but being that it was the third episode, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I did, but I remember really enjoying doing it. The episode after that was about government. Now, (laughs) when it comes to uh, the great macro offenders of our time, uh, you look no further than the government to explain why so many things are going awry. And in that episode, I tried to, Show just how big, bloated, and ridiculous our government has become. And uh, I am sorry to say that since that episode dropped, we are still trending in that direction because I made up a saying in that episode, and that is that the arc of government always bends toward tyranny. And that's because uh, the arc can't bend in any other direction because government is going to grow. And that arc is going to bend toward tyranny no matter what. And unfortunately, that arc is still bending hard. And so unless we do something to minimize the government, um, you know, we're going to be stuck with this giant bureaucracy. Anyway, after that, we got into the moon landing episode. One of the uh, top downloaded Uh, episodes and that's because the moon landing is absolutely fascinating and i love the moon landing and not a lot has happened on the moon landing front on the u.s perspective since that episode but you know it did happen did you see those videos of the indian space program landing on the moon goodness gracious I thought our moon landing looked bad I thought our moon landing was ridiculous but go watch the video of the Indian space program Lander goodness gracious if you are ready for a laugh and be careful you might want not want to drink too much water before that because you're gonna get a side ache it's that ridiculous. <laughs> But, uh, and anyway, also I was able to go to the, uh, the NASA Kennedy space center and boy, let me tell you, that is the worst theme park on the planet. Hands down. It is super expensive. It's really boring. The food is awful. It is so bad. So you know what? If you're in Florida, if you're in the Cape Canaveral area, absolutely check that place out because you know what? Every other theme park will seem friggin' amazing after you go there because boy, that place is a piece of shit. <laughs> so anyway, thank you everyone who listened uh, to the moon landing episode. Cause um, that one's got big downloads. Uh, the next episode was the war on Christmas. I still feel like there's a war on Christmas and that's because of simple deductive reasoning. It's pretty easy to figure out there's a war on Christmas because there is a war on God. And there is a war on Christianity. And so by that extension, you get a war on Christmas, despite everyone telling you there isn't one. But you know what? It's not Christmas right now, so let's move on. And the next one I've already mentioned this episode. That was the episode called 30 Crazy Conspiracy Theories That People Actually Believe. And let me tell you, this was also a very well-received episode. And uh, maybe people like these list episodes. I don't know, but I had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, there was a bunch of stuff that actually came up in that early episode that I covered in later episodes, so had a lot of fun doing that one, and after that, moved into the medicine episode. And so, started out with food, government, and then another head of the Hydra is medicine, because the medical industry is so corrupt And so purely, I will just say false in almost all of its standard medical practice that it's basically worthless. The best way to deal with the medical system at this point would be to separate emergency medicine from what we call medicine in general and just start over. Because constantly I am reading about studies and medical literature that cannot be replicated. Because the system is built upon false data and false junk science. And our medical system is not effective. So, you know what? The nice thing is I barely notice it. I have completely divested myself and my family from... Uh, the medical industrial complex as much as one possibly can yes we still have insurance because you kind of have to do it it's like this paradigm that we're stuck in but we don't ever use it because we're healthy because we're not taking medicines (laughs) so anyway if you're not feeling well i would encourage you to get less medicine and not more but none of this is medical advice just remember i am not your doctor Hopefully you have a good one. And uh, we moved right out of the medicine episode and into guns, and boy do I love guns, and I still do. They are great, uh, as uh, Sam Colt said, "the uh, that God made man." And wait, no, Sam Colt didn't say it. He's part of the quote. <laughs> I don't remember now, but somebody said, "God made man, Sam Colt made them equal," and it's a great saying. I uh, encourage you to go listen to that episode if you haven't already. And you know what? If you don't have guns, go get them. <laughs> At least if you're in the U.S., you can still get them. But you know what? Since that episode came out, I actually have to mention that in my home state of Connecticut, they have actually changed some laws, you know, doing air quotes with the laws, you know, because uh, the laws run counter To our constitution, but they don't seem to care about that. Anyway, they changed the law. So now semi-automatic centerfire rifles. These are like your AKs and your ARs, you know, the really scary ones. Uh, Those are basically illegal. So unless you got them before the cutoff time, uh, you're kind of SOL now if you live in Connecticut. There are a few workarounds. So if you're in Connecticut and you want to know about those, certainly hit me up. I stay abreast of the gun laws. Anyway, after that, we were off to Anarchapulco. Anarchapulco, I'm going to try to go to again this year. It looks like I'll be able to go. This is the Anarchy Convention in Acapulco. Not going to talk too much about it. If you want to know about it, go listen to that episode, and you'll probably get a report from me after uh, I come back this year. Well, next year. It's in February of next year. Uh, Then we did a show about aliens. Aliens are... Not real. Sorry to, uh, sorry to break that one to you because man, there are so many people that want aliens to be real specifically right now. The Mexicans, did you see that like miniature ET that they have rolled out? It's almost as bad as the Indian space program, but not quite, not quite. (laughs) Anyway, I don't believe any of it. Uh, I don't think aliens are real spoiler alert. If you go listen to that episode, uh, I don't believe that aliens are real, but I I tell you right away in the episode, I'm not trying to uh, fool you. I think that aliens are all a big psyop and that uh, they're just meant to make us feel insignificant in the universe that, uh, that we shouldn't feel insignificant and we should feel like this planet is our birthright. This realm that we live on is our destiny and uh, it is our divine home. And, uh, you know, I don't, Personally believe that we're hurling through space at a billion million trillion miles an hour around 100 billion million trillion other stars and planets and stuff in this ever expanding nothingness. That's just not the way I think about it. And so could that be factually wrong? Could Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, version of reality actually be the truth? Sure, it could. Sure, it could. But uh, call me delusional then. I do not Want to uh, see my existence In the pathetic way That he lays it out I think we're more than that And speaking of we The next episode after that Was the family episode And you know what I'm really proud of this episode I think that I tied together A lot of concepts in there That make it a really good one And um, it is a great argument For the family structure If I don't say so myself And so that episode I'm particularly proud of. I'm also just particularly proud of being a family man myself. So that's probably why I take so much pride in that episode. So go ahead and give it a listen if you like. The next episode was the COVID-19 The Scam episode. And this is the one that I mentioned um, just there in my intro where I was able to learn a lot of, uh, of the finer details of the COVID scam that I was just kind of consuming that I didn't really... Uh, you know, substantiate at the time. And so now I think I have uh, quite a grasp on the situation. And I think that is a good episode that breaks down much of the fraud that happened. And be careful, be careful out there because COVID-2, the scam boogaloo is coming. And uh, you can see they're already ramping up for it. Fortunately, it doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> Most people do not give a damn What uh, the government sources are saying about a new strain of COVID or put your mask and blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares anymore. That's because the first one was a scam and everyone knows it. And even if you don't know the finer details of it, there's basically, there's three sets of people out there right now. There's three sets of people. One of them are the true believers. These people are truly nutso. And uh, there's not that many of them. I'm proud uh, to to report you know that uh, humanity as a whole doesn't have too many of these. In my opinion, I am going to guess it is somewhere in the neighborhood of south of 10%. If I had to put a number on it, I would say the number of people who actually think that COVID is exactly as the media says, and they are deathly scared of it because they think it is a real deadly disease, those are very few people. The other two groups of people now make up the majority. So then you have people like me who know it was all a scam and uh, it's ridiculous to participate in it in any way. And I think that is a large and growing number. But the other half of that are the people who are LARPing. These are the people who have decided that their camp is the COVID people. These are like your social justice warriors. These are the people with the Ukraine flags in their yard. These are the people who find whatever cause the media is talking about and make it their own. Do they necessarily believe that COVID is super deadly and dangerous and that they're going to die from it? No, of course they don't. But what they're doing is they're being on a team. So they're acting like they care so that they can be one of the good ones. But they know down, down deep in their heart, COVID ain't shit. They know that. But they're playing a game because they don't want to be on the MAGA hat team. They don't want to be on the gun, gun-toting hillbilly team. So they pretend like COVID is an issue so, uh, so that they gain favor with their group. They just want to be part of the crowd, and uh, and that's what's going on. Anyway, that's my own personal experience. Your numbers may vary. <laughs> but anyway, be careful about COVID, too, because they are trying to release it. The episode after that was FunVax, and uh, I totally believe that, <laughs> that, uh, that the secret— um, <coughs> the clandestine organizations, the three-letter agencies uh, have developed, uh, we'll call them therapeutics or vaccines or whatever that affect our uh, mental faculties, affect our mood, and affect the way our brains interact with this world. That sounds pretty far out there, I know. But when you consider... Uh, when you consider childhood vaccination and something like autism, the rates of autism are absolutely through the roof. And you, and you can say, oh, well, vaccines aren't, aren't the singular cause of autism. And you might be right. But one thing is sure that vaccines do at least lead to or are one of the causes of autism. And so the fact that we haven't put the brakes on that program, 100%. The fact that we haven't pulled the plug on the childhood vaccine schedule when autism rates went from, you know, essentially non-existent at the turn of the last century to one in 20 boys today. We went from non-existent or basically one in 10,000 around like the 20s or something to one in 20 boys today. The fact that we haven't pulled the childhood vaccine program is absolute proof that those in charge do not have our best interests at heart. And if you know how autism works, it really does affect the way you perceive the world around you. And so that's pretty dangerous. So is the FunVax conspiracy theory absolutely true? I don't know. Go listen to my episode and figure that out for yourself. I don't know. But is the concept of fun FunVax true? Are there organizations tinkering with our biology? Yes, 100% there is. Now, the next episode was super fun. One of my favorites to do, and that was the Titanic episode. Man, I love doing the Titanic episodes. And I explained why in that episode, because I love those ships. I love the Titanic and that's why I used Rose again in the intro for this show because I just love the Titanic. It's amazing. And so much has happened since that time. So much has happened. What happened with the ocean gate uh, submarine going down there and imploding and it, so here, let's 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 fix, let's fix our tinfoil hats, everyone. And uh, Did you know that the uh, that the Ocean Gate submersible, that thing that apparently went down there and imploded, was funded by the Rockefeller or not the Rockefellers, the uh, excuse me, the Rothschilds? Yes, it was. (laughs) For some reason, that venture was just funded by the Rothschilds, who would have, uh, you know, if you listen to essentially any of the other episodes I did would have been uh, intimately intertwined with the rest of the robber baron banking family. So why did they fund that submersible project? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because they wanted it to go down there and implode. Maybe they wanted to scare people into not being able to go back because it's just too dangerous. And in fact, that's exactly what has happened. Since Ocean Gate went down there and imploded, and presumably there were people that died aboard Somehow the U.S. government has decided that they are not going to honor any permits for going down to the Titanic anymore because it's just too dangerous. You may be asking yourself, well, the Titanic is way the hell out in the North Atlantic Ocean. Does the U.S. have any right to say that you can't go there? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently they think they do. And so that's what they've done. I don't think they have any right to do it, but you know what? That's kind of just how government rolls. They just make shit up and hope that you go along with it, and uh, and essentially everyone does. So uh, as far as I know, there was another company that was looking to do these Titanic tours, and they had VC money, and they were good to go, but the government has put the kibosh on that. So why would all this... Why? Does our why would our tinfoil hat lead us to believe anything weird is going on with the Rothschilds and Ocean Gate and this new venture in the U.S. government? Well, it's because they're going to find out that what I said in my ta- Titanic episode is absolutely true, that it wasn't the Titanic that sank and that that sank was uh, that ship was sunk on purpose to do away with people who were opposing the Federal Reserve. Speaking of the Federal Reserve, the episode we did after that was about banking. And you know what? I loved that episode. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It, it wasn't the most popular. And uh, maybe that's because people think banking is boring. I know. Uh, it does seem boring. But uh, but I love it. I got to say, I think that the banking world is just like the greatest Uh, true crime story uh, that there ever was. And true crime is super popular with podcasting, but uh, apparently banking is not. So uh, maybe I'll do an episode specifically on the Fed or some other facet of the banking industry because I love it so much. And like I said, it's true crime. The real crime (laughs) is happening in banking. Next episode was childhood vaccines. The childhood vaccines episode was a real crowd pleaser um, I hate saying that, though. You know, I'm, I'm glad it was well-received. I'm glad people are getting that knowledge. But, geez, I hate anything uh, having to do with childhood vaccines being popular because I hate them, <laughs> and I think they're poison. And go listen to the episode if you want to know more about it. And also, stay tuned because we got more vaccine episodes uh, coming up. The episode after that was Tartaria. Tartaria, super interesting, super fun I love Tataria, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I can't explain it here. You just got to go listen to the episode and figure out what Tataria is. And then after that, uh, we did uh, Pride. The Pride episode came out after that, and uh, this was just an episode about the LGBTQIA+ uh, rainbow mafia, you know, whatever you want to call them. And, um, I explained how that movement is not what they claim to be. That movement is not the human rights movement that you may think it is. And, um, you know, I have sympathy for people to live out their lives the way they want to do it, but there's a caveat to that. The caveat is that, um, you know, our federal government shouldn't be getting involved in a marketing campaign to uh, mutilate children. That is uh, that is not um, okay with me. In fact, most of the things the federal government uh, does is not okay with me. But I was simply trying to point out in that episode that, uh, you know, the, the love is love slogans and this and that, there's a lot more to it. And although I am definitely an advocate of people wanting to live or people being able to live the way they want to live, asterisk, uh, without hurting others or without hurting children, uh, and you should be able to do that. You, you should be able to live the life the way that you want. But the movement that we call LGBTQIA+, plus, whatever, that is big money funded, and there's a lot of powerful people behind it because they like the outcomes. So go check out that episode. If you want to know what the hell I'm talking about. And, uh, the next episode after that was school. Good Lord. The schools are shit. Just get your kids out of the schools any way you can, or get them into a better school. Yeah, nothing good has happened on the school front. Um, you know, I, uh, with this new COVID scare, there were already school districts talking about putting masks on kids again. Apparently they haven't heard that lesson. So maybe that very small percentage of, of, of true believers of COVID of real COVID crazies. Well, they're apparently still in charge of schools. And, um, all I can say about schools, just get your kids the hell out of them. I explained in that episode, your kids don't actually need to go to the schools. So, um, uh, you know, just just get them out of there any way possible, and uh, and you know what, it'll be better for them. And then the next two episodes were about prepping, and prepping is very important. I can't do it justice here because I spent so long going over it on the on the prepping episodes, and because they were so recent, I'm not going to rehash them here. But I will say that the conditions that we are living under that are um, leading to this need for prepping, well, those haven't gotten any better. So if you're thinking about prepping, do it now. Go listen to my episodes. I have some really easy tips in there on how you can get started. Listen to those prepping episodes, or you know what? Listen to somebody else's prepping episodes. I don't really care. Just get prepared, please. For the love of God, just get prepared because, uh, you know what? It's not that much work, and uh, you would much rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. From the prepping, we moved into dinosaurs, which is another topic that I just love. Just love the dinosaur topic, just like Titanic. I think it's so much fun. It's a little bit wacky. It's a little bit out there. But you know what? It's mostly true <laughs> what i said it might not be all of it totally true because you know it's hard to substantiate these things uh you know hundred million year old dinosaur bone fossils whatever obviously you know we have to look to ask es- experts and that's really most of what we can uh, glean on the on the topic but i will tell you that if you really get into the dinosaur topic you'll find that there is this curious thing where Most of the fossil record, uh, most of the um, species that we can say definitively uh, 100% exist. And these are things that are kind of like ancillary to dinosaurs, like mammoths and whatnot. You know, those things, uh, it, it would seem that they absolutely certainly existed the way that we think. But if you look at the timeline, you'll see that we're talking about a couple thousand years ago. And then there's this massive jump to like 40 million 60 million a hundred million years ago. And you're like, wait a second, I don't think that's the way it went. So I'm gonna go on the record and say I was mostly correct in the things that I'm saying about dinosaurs, but you should go listen to it and you be the judge and you can tell me if you think that dinosaurs are bullshit. Or not. The episode after that was about scarcity, and that's just one that I thought up while I was traveling, because we live in this scarcity paradigm, and it's important that we realize it. The last episode that came out was viruses, and um, obviously, if you listened to that one last week, I'm not going to go over it again, but this is one of my absolute favorite topics. I'm passionate ...about germ theory. I brought into that episode my own personal experience, and the next episode is probably going to be a viruses part two, because there's a lot more that needs to be said about that topic before we move on. And so, look forward to that episode. So there you go. Those were all of the episodes that that were here on Everything Allegedly, or Conspiracy Guide as we started, and now Everything Allegedly... And so some of you I know have listened to all 25 episodes so far. So a big tip of the hat to you on that. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, I just have so much fun doing this, have so much fun talking about these things. And I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with the fact that if you're a listener of this show and you appreciate the information that I'm giving, then um, please just do share because I want to say – um, in my in my closing of this episode that what I'm doing here is uh, trying to provide the most unbiased and pure opinions that I can, which is just a guy in a basement and that's important that I'm just a guy in a basement if I had millions and tens of millions of followers that would really color the things that I can say and I notice this with even popular, very much dissident voices. And, you know, I listen to these shows and I hear them advertising this absolute trash. I hear them advertising for these gold companies is one, for instance. And I, and I mentioned this in the banking episode, I believe. But, uh, you know, there's, there's no margins in gold. Uh, if you're going to sell gold, uh, you're, you're, you're operating on very, very small margins. You know, gold, silver, other precious metals. And that's because these things are commodities and they're priced as such. And so if there is a company that sells gold but also has a big advertising budget, you can be damn sure that that company is not delivering the best for their clients. And so I'm not going to name names. But if you hear these commercials, just know that uh, these gold companies with heavy advertisements, a lot of them are scams. And, uh, you know, that's a gray area scam because they sell numismatic coins or coins that have value supposedly beyond the gold, like collector's coins and stuff. And so, you know what? If you're just trying to stack gold or silver, that stuff is not good for you. You don't want that stuff. Um, And uh, and I would avoid those companies. I, I hear... I hear, you know, air COVID air cleaner technology on these shows that I know doesn't work because of my expertise in, uh, in the field and because the type of work that I do. I hear these crazy advertisements for like fruit and vegetable powder. You just mix it in your drink and all of a sudden that is the equivalent of however many fruit and vegetable servings you're supposed to have per day. And you know what? It's all just kind of ridiculous because the doctors don't know how many fruits and vegetables you need to have in a day. And, and nor is a a packet of powder uh, very good for you. And, um, you know, even if it is made out of fruit, so that's just nonsense. It's just voodoo science. And they're just trying to sell you something. And so what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to sell you on ideas, but I don't have an agenda I don't have any money to be made here and I promise I'm not ever going to be influenced by that. I don't know if the hosts on these shows really believe that what they're selling or providing is good for their uh, for their listeners. I actually don't know because I'm not in their head. Maybe they believe that these gold companies are providing people a good service or that the fruit and vegetable powder they're selling people is making them healthy. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that uh, that I'll never do that. I'll never do that here. So, uh, and, and you know, you might be wondering, well, those are just advertisers. Maybe it's not coloring the, you know, their opinions. But um, if you listen to somebody like uh, Dell Bigtree of the Highwire, which let me just caveat this by saying, I really appreciate the work he's done. I really think he's doing a great service. But when it comes to the virus stuff, he won't touch it. Robert Kennedy Jr. won't touch it. They won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And so what do they do? Well, they they just go with the whole viruses are real. They won't question whether viruses are real or not. And that's because what they're selling is their credibility. And I think they're making a calculation. They're saying, well, my show has so many millions of viewers, and if I possibly delve into this fringe thing, which is absolutely true— I'm going to lose following because of that, and possibly lose sponsorship, and possibly lose speaking deals, and possibly, 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 you know, lose, uh, hey, your shot at the presidency, or your appointment to that cabinet, or whatever these people are shooting for. But this podcast and the things I say are completely separate from what I do for a living and from uh, you know how i operate in my life so what i say on this show i assure you is a hundred percent authentic and i don't have any agenda other than sharing with you information that i believe is true and necessary now if you'll just stay tuned listen to a little something from our new underwear sponsor I'm just kidding <laughs> we don't sell underwear either I don't know if my undies are good or not but <laughs> Uh, my undies, by the way, is the name of the underwear brand. I'm not talking about mine. <laughs> anyway, that's enough for today. I really enjoyed going over this list of the uh, previous episodes that were done here. I really enjoyed doing all of those episodes, and I really hope you'll continue to join me uh, for for these episodes in the future. And um, here it is, without further ado, here is the gadnium song that um that i told you i would play for you it's called into the night so for the first time in everything allegedly history we are opening the show and also closing it with a gadnium song thank you so much everybody we'll see you next time good night